Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. Welcome, guys, to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm excited to share with you today. Um, what we're going to talk about today is it's time to come alive, right? It's time to come alive. So in April of every year, we celebrate Easter, right? Uh, as a Christian, what we believe is that um, during that time that Jesus died on the cross, he was crucified, he was dead, he he died for three days, was buried in the tomb, and then on the third day, he rose again. That's what we celebrate at Easter, right? It's not just about Easter egg hunting and, and the Easter bunny or, or whatever. But one of the things about that time is, you know, pretty much everybody goes to church uh, two times a year, Easter and on Christmas, right? So typically, Easter, that time, uh, th that Sunday is packed out. But as you know, this, this Easter was a little bit different from most Easter celebrations as we were all quarantined and me and my family we we watched um, church from home and we really have gotten into watching Elevation Church. I love Elevation Church and I love um, watching them and and if you go to a typical Sunday morning service on Easter you're going to hear about the death burial and resurrection of Jesus and that, that's kind of the message and you have different takes on that and those kind of things but uh, we were watching Elevation Church, and their um, their message that day was totally different, right? They also have this world-renowned worship group called Elevation Worship, and they released this new song uh, on Easter Sunday. And it was interesting to watch. The preacher would be preaching, and then all of a sudden, they would break out a new, in song, in this new song. And then he'd go back to preaching, and then they would break out into this new song. And, man, I love the song is called Rattle. And there's a couple parts in the song that I really like. One where he's talking about, uh, I'm going to mess up the wording, but he talks about, you know, just ask the stone what happens when Jesus says to move. And then the preacher with his rough, um, you know, hard rock voice says, you've got to move. And then there's another part of the song where he's talking about dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And the preacher with that, Again, that hard rock tone, live, and then the echo of the worship team, live. So uh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, live, live. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, right? And I think the word of the Lord today that we need to hear is it is time to come alive, right? I see a bunch of dry bones and they've got skin on them. They got eyes to see and mouth to hear and or mouth to speak and ears to hear but we're coasting and drifting and floating along, and I think it's time to come alive, right? So uh, I want to share with you today, ALIVE, and I took it as an acronym, A-L-I-V-E, uh, with each letter meaning something, and I want to share that with you today. So here, here's the great thing. This was just given to me today. Um, I, I truly believe God gave it to me. It's, uh, again, dry bones. It's time to come alive, and uh, this is fresh. I never taught this. No one's ever heard this before. And that's a great thing. It's is brand new content, right? No one's ever heard this. You're the first to hear that. But the bad part of that, the flip side of that is we always teach that you're never good the first time, right? You're never good the first time. So uh, this is my best today. 
but I'm not going to rest on my best and I'm going to make my best better and better, right? So here we go. The first one is it's time to come alive, dry bones. Number one, A, awareness. We have to increase our awareness. If we're going to come alive, we have to increase our awareness. You know, day in and day out, we kind of get into these routines and these daily habits and routines and daily habits are really good if we're intentional about putting those in there. We're intentional about putting those into place. But many of us, we kind of just get ready and we get into our car or truck and, and we go to work and it's just a routine. And we don't even remember taking that left turn or passing that red Jeep that we pass every day or missing the sunrise, right? We get to work or wherever we're going and we don't even remember the trip and how we got there, right? So, the point is we want to increase our awareness about our actions and our daily habits. And are those actions, those habits taking us in the direction that we really want to go? And I find many people, they're really getting frustrated with where they're at in life. And they say that life is happening to me. Life is happening to me. But the reality is, is that uh, we get our results based off of our actions and each action produces a result. See, we weren't designed to have life and happen to us. We were designed to allow life to happen in, with, and through us, right? So each action produces a result. And honestly, it really truly begins with our thoughts because our thoughts determine how we feel and how we feel in a given moment determines the actions uh, that we take. The actions we take produce the results that we get. So we can trace it back to our thoughts and we want to take each thought captive. And the way I kind of imagine that is, you know, a thought comes in and you kind of got like this bodyguard in your mind, right? And this bodyguard, this thought comes in and grabs him by the collar and like pins him up against the, the, the wall there and says, thought, are you for me? Or are you against me, right? <laughs> You're taking each thought captive, kind of like interrogating it. And uh, so as we take each thought captive and we know where we really want to be, right? We know the direction we want to go and we're, becoming the, we're beginning to take each thought captive. <clears throat> um, the question is, where are we sowing our seeds, right? The seeds that we're sowing where are we sowing them? And what I mean is don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you sow. And are you sowing the right seeds? So you think about that. If you want to start or grow a business, what seeds are you sowing? Are you sowing seeds to do that? If uh, you desire a healthy marriage, what seeds did you sow today? And if you want to raise, um, you know, your kids to be uh, a positive influence on society and make a positive impact on society, then what kind of seeds did you sow with them today? And if you want to have a faith-filled life and experience Jesus fully, I mean, what kind of seeds are you allowing to be sowed into you and through you? And you think about that, just like a seed of corn will never <laughs> produce an apple, right? Just like a seed of corn will never produce an apple, neither will our actions produce a result in opposition to the action. So the A stands for awareness. And uh, what we want to do is increase our awareness of the actions we take, but it really starts with turning the, flipping the autopilot switch off 
and taking control of our actions, taking each thought captive and grabbing it by the collar and pinning it up against the wall and say, thought, are you for me or are you against me, right? <clears throat> so that's the A. The second one is when we, if we want to come alive, the L is for love unconditionally love unconditionally and i'll tell you this is a tough one because most of us like to like conditionally right we like people conditionally we put conditions on our likability of others you know we'll say things i like this person because they're like me they like the same things i like they do the same activities i like to do they think like me so i like them i like them they think like me until they don't right until they don't. And once they disagree, we break relationship. And um, there's no way I can, you know, people will, will say things like, there's no way I can like that person. Can you believe they like Barack Obama? There's no way I can like that person. Can you believe they actually support Bernie Sanders? There's no way I can like that person. Can you believe they like Donald Trump? Can you believe that, right? Can you believe that? So we put conditions on the likabilities of other people, but we are called to move beyond that. We're called to move beyond that kind of childish stuff, just liking other people and called to be a deeper connection, deeper love for others. Because although every single one of us have our own unique gifts and, and talents and abilities, and we're all different, we each have been created in the image of God and we have his own little thumbprint. You know, God has put his thumbprint on each one of us. And I think what happens is, you know, society likes to put us in groups and uh, kind of pit us against each other. You know, like society will say it's you versus me or it's, it's us versus them. It's black versus white. It's Hispanic versus Oriental. It's the Democratic Party versus the Republican Party. It's a Christian versus a Muslim, right? And I, I really like how uh, Miles McPherson says it in his book uh, called The Third Option. He says, and choose, instead of choosing uh, one of two options, which is what society says, it's, it's us versus them, where they pit two sides to the other. He says, instead of choosing between one of two options, he said, there's a third option. <laughs> and he says that third option, he says, this option is one that is proven to bring people together it's proven to mend relationships and it's proven to promote genuine peace. And that's that we must move beyond seeing people by their color of their skin or their political affiliations and seeing each person as God sees them. Humans created in the image of God. And, um, you know, one last thing I, I want to say before I move on this uh, from, from this letter, love unconditionally. I, I think somebody, you know, you may be hearing that you, you may hear love unconditionally and you're thinking um, kind of holding hands and hugging each other and rainbows and unicorns all the time, right? And seeing kumbaya, right? And, you know, that, that's a component of love where <clears throat> you do come alongside someone and you give them a hug, because that's the time that they need, right? You, you do come alongside someone and share a, a word of encouragement because maybe that's the time that they need it. But I think love also is, is calling people out when they need to be called out. It, it's coming alongside people and challenging them when they need challenging. They've got talent and they've got potential within them and they're not living up to that. So you come out and you challenge them, right? It's, it's loving them too much to leave them where they are. So I just wanted to share that before we move on uh, from 
uh, you know, loving people unconditionally. And uh, what we want to do is unconditionally love people. And, and I tell you, that is an internal heart thing. It is an internal heart thing. It's not an external circumstance and condition thing. So as you think about that, how do you see people, right? Like what is your lens filtered through? Are you seeing people based off of their exterior and their, their current results? Or are you seeing people as individual thumbprints of God and, and, and you know, created in the image of God, right? So that's that one. The next one is intentionally, right? Intentionally live each day. Intentionally live each day. As if we're going to come alive, we want to intentionally live each day. And this is much like the awareness component, uh, but intentionally live each day is the pursuit of making each day its own masterpiece. Making each day its own masterpiece. I heard the story about John Wooden um, one time, and uh, if you know anything about John Wooden, he was um, the greatest, one of the greatest NCAA basketball coaches in history at UCLA. <clears throat> and uh, one time at practice, he had his superstar player. He noticed that his superstar player wasn't given his full 100% effort that day, right? And um, he came alongside his superstar, and he took him to the side, and he said, hey, son, um, look, I know, I know you're not giving your full effort today. I, I know you're not giving everything that you got today. I know this is practice, and I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. This is just practice, and I can give 70% today, and I'll make it up tomorrow. You know, I give 70% today, and I'll make it up tomorrow. He said, I know that's what you're thinking, but here's the reality. All you have is 100% today, right? You, you, you can't give 70% today and 130% tomorrow because tomorrow all you're going to have is 100% of tomorrow, right? So you have to give each day 100% and making each day your own masterpiece. Um, John Maxwell wrote a book one time, uh, one of my favorite of his. It's called, uh, what are, uh, um, oh, Today Matters. Yeah, that's it. Today Matters. And it, what I like about it is basically what John did was he wrote down his top values, right? And he wrote a chapter on each one of those. And he said, you know, one, identifying what your values are, and then each day intentionally living those, living those values. And I think a lot of times what happens is we, we, we hear something like that, and we think the bigness of it. And he says, break it down into just for today, just for today, right? So if, if one of your top values is integrity, right? Just for today, just for today, I'm going to live integrous, Maybe yours is uh, a healthy lifestyle. Just for today, I'm going to make healthy choices. Maybe it's finances. Just for today, I'm going to make wise decisions with the resource. I'm going to be a good steward of the resources that I've been provided. So, so for you, just for today, just for today, break it down like that. I know in, in um, we do this activity in coaching when I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with clients and also in our men's mastermind groups, we do this uh, values exercise where we, we break down what are our top five values and then how do we live those out, right? Intentionally being, being very intentional about living those out. So I want to challenge you and you can go to a free website um, and, and look up some values. Uh, you can reach out to me. I can send you, uh, 
you know, our values card or, or how we do it, but we have a process. But I would challenge you to determine what your top values are and then how do you live those values out and begin intentionally living them out, breaking them down to just for today. Just for today, I'm going to live these out. And then when you wake up tomorrow, just for today, right? Be intentional about living them out. So the I is intentional about living your day. So the V, if we're going to come alive, A-L-I-V-E, if we're going to come alive, the next one is we need to live vastly different, vastly different from the herd, right? Uh, the great philosopher, Dr. Seuss, <laughs> he once said, why fit in when you were made to stand out, right? We are each created in God's image and in a very unique way. You, my friend, you have your own unique gifts, your own unique talents, your own unique abilities, and your own unique ideas. And when we don't step into those giftedness, when we don't express those ideas, we not only rob ourselves of something truly great, we rob the entire world of something truly great. So, uh, Miles Monroe, um, uh, I think he's from the Bahamas. He was a pastor. One of the things he talks about is, um, you know, the richest places, the richest place in the world are not the, the oil fields or the diamond mines or, um, you know, uh, the gold mines, right? He says the richest places in the world are the cemeteries, right? You think about all the ideas that people had that were never realized, all the inventions that never brought forth, right? All, all the business ideas, all the business plans that were never brought forward, they were just buried with the individuals who had it in their mind. Um, for those that are watching on Facebook Live or, or YouTube right here, I've got this man on the moon right behind me right there. And one of the things I talk about is if you've been given an idea, right? If, if you've been sourced with an inspired idea, then you've been resourced to bring it forward. And if you ever doubt your ability to bring that idea forward, just go out at night and look up on the moon and there are footprints on that moon. There are footprints on that moon, right? And I, I like that when I saw this picture, I said, man, I got, I got to get that, right? And, and I wrote two things right here. I think there's two reasons we don't live vastly different from everybody else, and we just kind of join the herd, is uh, two things. Um, humility, right? We have this incorrect definition of what humility really is, right? And I know I did for a long time. I, most of you guys, if you've been following me for very long, know that I'm a physical therapist assistant by background, uh, and uh, I chose to be a physical therapist assistant because I didn't think I was smart enough to be a real physical therapist. I had an invitation to walk on and play college baseball, but because I knew in my heart and in my mind, the catcher that team already had was way better than me, and I didn't deserve to be on the same field as that guy, that I didn't even show up for my own tryout, right? It is all because I had this incorrect definition of what humility really is. See, I thought humility was thinking less of myself, thinking other people were better than me. And because of that, I lacked a lot of self-confidence. And um, just real quick, I heard Adrian Rogers teaching on this, but he said that humility, humility is a form of rebellion. And, you know, you hear that and it's kind of like, whoa, hold on a second. But, but what he was saying is that, you know, most of us 
we got these gifts and these talents and we start to let these gifts and talents shine, then we call that arrogance. And Adrian Rogers said, that's not arrogance, that's awareness. And the moment we step in and we don't bring that forward, and the moment we step in and we decide to settle for something less and hold back, then that's rebellion against the gifts that God has freely given us, right? So I, I want to challenge you to, to challenge your definition of what humility really is. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself, right? It's thinking of yourself less. And, and, and I, you know, another thing I'll add to that is, you know, look at me, look at me, and oh, woe is me, woe is me, both point back to me, right? Both of those have the wrong definition of what humility really is. So I wrote my own definition. I want to share this with you. So true humility is being aware. It's being aware of the unique giftedness that you offer to the world and using those gifts and those talents and those ideas, bringing them forward in service to others. So if we're going to live vastly different, we have to have the right definition of what humility is. And the second thing is we no longer need to be a part of the herd, right? We can't have this herd mentality, right? Like I said, philosopher, Dr. Seuss said, why well, fit in when you were made to stand out? But I think it's natural. You know, I think it's natural to kind of want to fit in. We want to be a part of a group. Um, but, you know, we are called to be separate, right? To separate ourselves from the herd. We're called not to be part of the herd and not to act and look like everyone else. I had a mentor tell me one time, he said, Corey, when you get to heaven, God isn't going to ask you why you were more, why, why weren't you more like Mother Teresa? He's going to say, why weren't you more like you? The Corey Lee I designed and created you to be. Um, I'll share a quick story. I, I think I'll kind of bring this home. Um, real quick. So uh, we have three kids and um, our oldest son was at daycare one time and <laughs> I went to go pick him up and I knew something was wrong because the teacher, I mean, she met me at the door, right? And uh, typically I, I come all the way in, but man, she met me at the door and she said, um, Colton got into some uh, trouble today and, um, you know, he punched a little boy in his private parts. <laughs> and I was like, what? I mean, that, that does not sound like Colton. She said, yeah, that, that, I didn't think it sounded like Colton either. And, um, you know, I see him, he comes around the corner. He's got his, he's got his head down and his eyes down. He's kind of glancing out of the corner of his eye, looking up at me. And, um, you know, in that moment, I, I knew I could get on to him. I knew, uh, or, I could, it could serve as a teaching lesson, right? So you walk out to the car, don't say anything, we get going. And I kind of start to ask him about it. I said, hey, Colton, so what happened today? And he, he told me what he did. And he had punched a little boy in his, his private parts. And I said, well, who did you punch? And he told me the kid's name. And I was like, man, well, that, that's your best friend. Why in the world would you do something like that? And um, I said, who, who told you to do that? And he told me this little boy had put him up to do it. And I said, well, let me ask you this. Who, um, who went and told the teacher? And he said, well, the little boy who told me to do it. And I said, well, Colton, does that sound like a friend to you? And he said, no. And I said, you know, Colton, <clears throat> when, when people come to you and they try to tell you to do something or, or anything in life, you, you've got two options, right? 
you can be a sheep or you can be a lion, right? And what kind of sound does a sheep make? And he's kind of crying. He's like, bah, bah. And I said, well, what kind of sound does a lion make? He said, roar. <laughs> and um, I said, you know what the sheep do? I said, the sheep follow the crowd. They don't think for themselves. They just do what everybody else does. They do what the whole herd is doing, right? They can't think for themselves. What kind of sound does a sheep make? He said, bah, bah. And I said, you know what the lion does? I said, the lion thinks for themselves. They lead from the front, right? What sound does a lion make? He said, roar. And I said, look, you're going to have many opportunities in life and many options come to you. And when those options and those opportunities come to you, you got to decide, am I going to be a sheep or am I going to be a lion? Am I, am I going to fall for the thinking of other people or I'm going to think for myself? And I think one of the best things that we can do for our kids and really for ourselves is learn how to think, not what to think. And I think that's one of the biggest things, one of the biggest detriments that we're doing to, to kids nowadays is we're teaching them what to think instead of how to think. So I want to challenge you to teach your kids and teach yourself how to think. I, I don't want to raise our kids to live on blind faith, just, just uh, moving on faith because that's what I do or what I say. I want them to act on faith based off of understanding and faith based off of a relationship. So to live vastly different, recognize your unique giftedness that you offer the world and step away from the herd, my friends. Think for yourself. All right, last one is energized. Energized, right? We want to be energized. And, and look, I know, I know there are different demeanors, right? There, there are some people who are energized like me. You're outgoing, you're extroverted. And I also know there are some melancholy people who are, you know, more laid back and they're more introverted. And that's not what I'm talking about, right? I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about living life on purpose and on passion. We have been created on purpose with a purpose and you woke up this morning for a purpose, right? So people of passion, People of passion, they stand out, you know. Now, fuddy-duddies, I'll tell you too, they stand out too. <laughs> but you don't want to stand out for being a fuddy-duddy. But people of passion not only stand out, but others are attracted to them, right? A uh, quick quote from Bruce, uh, Wes, man, I can't even talk, right? Les Brown, Les Brown, he says, we should be ashamed to die until we've made some major contribution to mankind. So what is your contribution that you're making or what will it be? And I'm going to suggest that if we're going to contribute anything of significance, then it's going to require our energy, our full focus, our full passion, our full energy. And I think we can stay energized by staying in our area of giftedness and strength, right? So you have unique gifts and talents. We, I've already mentioned that, right? <clears throat> The question that I get a lot of times when I'm doing um, leadership training and, and seminars is, well, what do I focus on, my strengths or my weaknesses? You know, should I shore up my weaknesses or, or should I uh, focus on my strengths? And here's, here's what I say, right? I give this example, right? So say for me, say on a scale of zero to 10, I'm a two when it comes to administrative and detailed tasks, which is probably, actually I'm probably like a negative two, right? But say I'm a two. 
And, and that's a big weakness of mine, but I want to, I want to, you know, I really want to focus on that. And I could, I could read all the books. I could listen to the podcast. I could go to the courses, seminars, and all the webinars, and I could spend a lot of time focusing on shoring up my weakness. And over time, I can move that to, to maybe a five, right? Maybe a four, maybe a five, maybe a six. But four, five, and six, that's average. People don't pay for average, right? Nobody wants to be average or mediocre. But let's say, let's say my strength is in communicating, right? Let's just say that. And let, let's say my strength is a seven. And let's say I really wanted to focus on that strength. I could read the books, go to the courses, the seminars, the webinars, and all that good stuff. I could listen to the podcast and I can really focus in on it. And over a course of time, I can take maybe that seven to an eight maybe a nine. And now we're talking world-class, right? People pay for world-class. And I'll also tell you, when you're operating in your strength zone, the things that you really enjoy, you're really going to be uh, energized by that. So if we're going to come alive, we need to focus on areas that bring us alive, right? That, that really energize us. So stay in your strength zone. So Last thing I'm going to leave you with. So to hear the word of the Lord, I want you to hear the word of the Lord, dry bones, right? Come alive. And when I say come alive, is increase our awareness of our thoughts. Take each thought captive, grab it by the collar and pin it up against the wall and say, are you for me or are you against me, right? Love others without condition. Love unconditionally. Intentionally live out each day vastly different. Be vastly different. Step away from the herd. Have that correct definition of what humility truly is and step out from among the herd and then be energized. Focus on your strengths. Guys, I hope this has uh, added value to you. If it has, I ask you to, to give me a thumbs up, comment in the comments below. Um, and on, on our podcast, uh, give us a rate and review. We greatly appreciate that. That When, when it gets rated, uh, it'll, it kind of does all the ranking type stuff where other people can see it and we can get positive information out to more and more people. And if this has added value to you, I, I just ask you to comment and to share it with a friend or family member. I hope you guys have a great day and God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform, and hey, we value your feedback, and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?